This podcast is brought to you by DiStefano Hair Restoration. For the month of February, Dr. Highness is rolling back prices to pre-COVID fees. Save $1,500 this month when you mention Howie. Go to hairman.com. That's hairman.com. Better strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. This term sanctuary city doesn't have a sole legal or procedural definition. You can look in Georgia statute and you can find a clear definition for a unified government. You liar! Many of the elements. Liar! Liar! liar. Guy, I sweat all the time. Oh. So I'm just trying, I'm just, I'm just trying, you know, to not look like Elvis 77. Oh my God, who the hell Live from the Matthews Brothers studio. President Donald Trump has won the GOP Michigan primary over former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley. Yes, did Donald Trump win? I give him that. But he lost 40% of the vote. You can't win a general election if you can't get 40% of Republican primary voters. You just can't. Uh, but Trump here, obviously, 68%. Haley down at 26.5%. I guess the foot's on the other hand now, isn't it, Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's... Howie Carr. If the over-under in yesterday's Michigan primary was 40-point victory for Donald Trump and you took the over... You win. It was 42 points. I, I went on the conservative side of the poll yesterday and said 30 to 40 points. And when I went to sleep last night, I pa- passed out or I fell asleep on the couch. It was about 37. And I was the Michigan, the Western Michigan precincts in the central time zone were yet to come in. And, but when I woke up, it was 42%. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. So I saw a headline today in the Wall Street Journal. This we used to have this this segment on the show, standing heads, you know, from the old hot type days of news newspapers when they did linotype, and if they had a a recurring story, they would leave leave a headline in type so they wouldn't have to reset it. Not not like the days now when you just do it with cold type on computers. Standing headlines. Here's here's a standing headline. I'm holding up for the rumble cam. Haley looks beyond the latest contest. You may have seen this headline, Haley looks beyond the latest contest. Last, a week ago, Sunday, after the South Carolina primary, and before that it was the Nevada primary and the New Hampshire primary, and before that it was the Iowa caucuses. She's always looking beyond the, the latest contest. And now she's now she now she's on her way to Super Tuesday. She's going to be in Needham, Massachusetts, on Saturday night. How do I know this? Because I got a text last night. Hi, Howard. I read it on the air. A lot of people. A lot of people got that text. Sorry, sorry. What's her real? What's her name? Nimrata. Sorry, Nimrata. Howard will not be there at the, in Needham on Saturday night for your for your big time. 844-500-4242, I guess the, the big news of the day is that another one of the uh, octogenarian club in uh, Capitol Hill is, uh, is, is decided to step down in a manner of speaking. 
Senator Mitch McConnell, a.k.a. the turtle, a.k.a. cocaine Mitch, is uh, is not uh, is not going to be the majority leader or the minority leader, I should, or whatever leader he is after the November elections. Most likely majority leader, unless the Republicans really blow it. He's not going to be the leader, the Republican leader in the Senate anymore. He's stepping down. He's he's going to be in the Senate until 1986. But until, excuse me, he's been in since 1986 or 1985. He's going to he's he's going to be in until 2026. And he said he's. I, I don't think he's ruled out running for re-election. But you know, do you think he's really running for re-election? And he and his aide said that his health has nothing to do with it. So pay no attention to those brain freezes. He said, most recently in August of last year, I think. I, I believe I was off that day, and I was driving around listing, and all of a sudden, I, whoever was filling in for me played it, and I, I there was just dead air. And you know, sometimes. That's the reality of dead air. He had a brain freeze. They had to lead him off. And uh, so he's, he is, uh, he's, he's going to step down as the majority leader of the Senate. I don't think anyone is going to miss him. I made the poll question, who, who would you like to see take his place as the majority leader? I put in all the leadership guys, and then I had some of the, some of the other sort of wild card types. We'll, we'll get to that in, in just a moment. But I think, you know, he, he did have, he did one thing. It's a career moment, and that's when he stopped Merrick Garland from getting on the U.S. Supreme Court. Now that we've seen Merrick Garland as the Attorney General of the United States for the last three years, I think we know what a, what a great service that was to the Republic to keep him off because he is probably the most corrupt Attorney General in the history of the United States, serving probably the most corrupt president in the history of the United States. But it's good that he's not on the Supreme Court because at some point, very shortly, he'll be gone as Attorney General. And uh, so, that I mean, that's that's what he did. I met the guy once at the, uh, re- at the Democrat National Convention in uh, Boston in 20, 2004, I guess it was, the John Kerry Convention. This is Lieutenant J.J. John Forbes Kerry reporting reporting for duty that that convention at the at the Boston Garden TD North Garden and he he was just doing the rounds of radio row and for everybody he was he was okay but you know i mean he's a swamp creature he's one of these guys he's he you know paul ryan is like a later generation of of him you know they come in as an aide they, I mean, they go to college somewhere else. They come in as an aide when they're 22, 23 after graduating college. And then, they, then they're then the aide and the, the, their boss moves on. They get elected to Congress. Then they just uh, keep, you know, uh, you know following the uh, dictates of the leadership. And then eventually they get elected to the Senate. And they're there for the rest of their lives. And that's, that, that was Mitch McConnell. That was Paul Ryan. That was all of them. That's all. That's all of them in both parties. There. That's the. That's. That's what turns them into swamp creatures, and uh, you know he's too. He's too old now to and senile or close to senility, to go out and make a mint like uh, Paul Ryan is, but it's that's that's the career path. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. Uh, J D Vance would be a good leader. He's on the. He's in the poll question. He's he's in the poll question. I, I mean, don't you think it's time for a younger generation? 
And the, the fact is that when they had that vote on Ukraine, everybody that voted for the, for the Ukraine aid package was all in the uh, Mitch McConnell, Chuck Grassley, who I like Chuck Grassley more than Mitch McConnell. They were, all the old timers voted, voted to give Ukraine some more Biden hush money. All of the younger senators, everybody, I think every, every Republican senator under the age of 55 voted against giving Ukraine the money. And that's, to me, that was a, a sign that the, uh, the younger generation of the GOP senators is more uh, attuned to, to not just what the American people want, but also the reality of the situation. I mean, we're throwing good money after bad in Ukraine. It's, it's absurd. 844-500-4242-603 uh, says uh, DJT campaigned for him in Kentucky when he was behind in the polls. <laughs> yeah, he, he hasn't uh, he hasn't really showed a lot of loyalty to, to Trump. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure he feels that way, you know, that, that they, you know, you read these stories about behind the scenes. He says Trump is the worst and he can't stand him. And I've read stories in the last couple of weeks that say, you know, only uh, out of the Republican senators, what, there's, there's 49, 50 of them that only five of them really like Donald Trump the rest of them just think he's a jerk and but but again they're they're mostly professional legislators they that's they you know there are a few businessmen in the group i mean there's there's Rick Scott for instance and you know there's got to be other ones i'm just i'm drawing a blank though right now i guess ron johnson was a businessman uh, Chuck Grassley, you know, he's a farmer back in the day, but he's been in, but he, Chuck Grassley has been there, I think, for for close to 50 years, and he's 90 years old. So, you know, it doesn't matter if you, if you were, if you were a normal American with a normal outlook and a normal job and, and a normal home in a normal neighborhood, you know, for the first 30 or 40 years of your life, if you've been in Washington for the next 40 or 50 years, you're not a normal American anymore. You're just one of these pampered pukes. You ever see these guys walking around the airport? In, uh, you know, in, in Boston, it was always John Kerry. Do you know who I am? You know, I, I heard that story so many times from people. Joe Kennedy was the same way. Ted Kennedy was the same way. And, uh, you know, I, I, once was, I, I once was in D.C. I can't even remember what it was for. And I, uh, I was getting the shuttle back to Boston, and I saw, I saw Chuck Schumer come through there. And he was on his phone, and uh, he was just, uh, you know, he had these aides, these wimpy aides trailing behind it. Chuck Schumer's another one of these guys. He start, I think he started out either in the New York Assembly or as an aide after he went to Harvard and Harvard Law. And then he's an aide, and, and then he becomes a congressman. Then he takes out the Fonz, Alphonse D'Amato, and he's been there. He's been there his entire life. And that's why that's why he got in a jam a couple of years ago. You know, he was on the plane. He got on the plane and refused. To, uh, you know, when the plane was taken off, he refused to put down his cell phone. It was another one of these. Do you, do you know who I am? Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. Josh Holly. Someone suggesting. I didn't put Josh Holly in there. I knew there'd be people that I missed, but we can. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll give you the list. We got. I think I got seven names on the list. If, uh, if we got seven slots on the uh, on the poll question, I think you'll. Uh, there, there are plenty of people to vote for, and I put all the leadership guys in who are going to get no votes. You'll you'll see what it is. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. 
You've heard me say it before. I need my sleep. Not five or six hours. I need seven or eight good hours of uninterrupted sleep. So when I start sleeping on my pillow, it was a dream come true. I started sleeping better than ever. My pillow can change your sleep experience too. Just go to mypillow.com to get yours. Right now, Howie fans will get a special offer. You can get my pillow's incredible Giza Dream Bed Sheets for as low as $29.98. A set of pillowcases only $9.98 and a my pillow mattress topper for as little as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more, all with the biggest discounts ever. Call 800-658-4965 or go to MyPillow.com and use the code Howie. Don't love it? Don't worry. MyPillow has a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. That's 800-658-4965 or MyPillow.com. Don't forget the code Howie. I'm Howie Carr. The Howie Carr Show returns after this. He's Howie Carr, and he's back. 844-500-4242. Today's poll question is brought to you by Perfect Smiles. Don't be fooled by imposters with similar names. If you're unhappy with your smile, you need to visit Dr. Bruce Houghton in Nashua. Call 1-844-A-PERFECT-SMILE or visit perfectsmiles.com. Taylor, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at HowieCarshow.com, is who would you prefer to see as the next GOP leader in the U.S. Senate? John Barrasso, Susan Collins, John Cornyn, Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, John Kennedy, John Toon, or J.D. Vance? And see, someone's already went to the poll question earlier. Why is Mike Lee not on the poll and nobody's like uh, uh, Cornyn are? Because Cornyn is in the leadership. Cornyn has a much better chance of winning it than Mike Lee. He's on the – everybody hates Mike Lee. I put in some of the, you know, crowd favorites like Kennedy and and Vance, and I just added Hawley. But I, I wanted to put in the people that are going to actually get the job. Somebody else, uh, 508 has a he, – he follows the, the internal politics, and he says, forget the good choices. It will be that puke thune. thune. I, I, I tend to think that 508 is on to something. So, but I, in this case, I think it's just you're voting for the person you want in there. And I could, I, and again, I didn't have room for all 50 of them. Everybody would get one or two votes, I guess. So, yeah, I put in Susan Collins just because, again, I that's my uh, I, I want to see how many people are are messing with me in the poll because I don't think Susan Collins getting any votes. I, I don't care if we have a huge audience in the state of Maine. It's she, she's not she's not our type of. Senator, Senate leader, I don't think. I'm voting for J.D. Vance. 26% say J.D. Vance, 48% say Ted Cruz, 16% say John Kennedy, and rounding out fourth, Susan Collins at 4%. 4%. And, and all those uh, Senate leaders, Barrasso, the, the front runners, in other words, Barrasso, Thune, and uh, Cornyn, they get no votes. Right. Yeah, one and two percent. Yeah, I I would I, I wouldn't expect them to get anything more. They're 
they're kind of colorless. But you you know you don't get to you know you, you don't if you give a god a good sound bite you don't move up in the Senate leadership. You know you have a choice. You have a you come to that fork in the road at the U.S. Capitol. You can either become John Kennedy or you could become John Thune, and John Thune's going to be the one who's going to make the millions. 844-500-4242. Ted Cruz is a good pick, but I'd rather see him appointed to the Supreme Court. Yeah, he's pretty. He's a pretty smart guy, and he seems to understand the law pretty well, and I don't think he would take a lot of crap. I think he would be more of a uh, an Alito, Clarence Thomas type of uh, guy on the Supreme Court if if he wanted it. I don't know if they, you know, the thing is, it's again, it's it's a different, it's a different kind of life being on the Supreme Court from being in the U.S. Senate. 844-500-4242. Tom, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Tom. Hey, Howie. I wanted to comment on uh, Mitch McConnell stepping down, but before I do, I read today's column about Jeff Deal. Yes. So one word for you. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> um, you could, you but, could read that column at HowieCarshow.com if you want to. Now, on the topic of Mitch McConnell, I would receive for years, years calls from RNC, you know, look from the RNC looking for uh, contributions, and I would give them the same response every time, which was, you will not get a penny from me until Mitch McConnell steps down. I guess I should expect a, a flood of RNC phone calls now that they've <laughs> listened to uh, heeded my advice. Yeah, but I mean, do you think, I mean, do you think it's going to be an improvement? It's If it's, if it's, Cornyn or Thune or Barrasso. I guess Barrasso is a little better than the other two. He's a doctor anyway. He, I mean, again, I, I just want someone who's had a, a life outside of being a coat holder for, for some other hack politician, and then you become a hack politician and you hire a new coat holder who's eventually going to become a hack politician. I'd like to, I, I don't, I'd like to break up the uh, life cycle of the hackorama in D.C. I would agree. Typically, I like to be optimistic, and I look at things as if uh, all change can result for the good. But going on a track record of, um, you know, American politics, you get one devil goes out and a bigger devil goes in. Right, right. The old saying, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. It, it's, it seems like a cliche, but as you go through life, you begin to see it's usually true. Thanks for the call, Tom. Todd, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Todd. Good afternoon, Howie. I just had a quick question regarding Nikki Haley. Yes. She likes to stop, she likes to tout how much Trump cannot win by losing 40% of the vote. My question is this. How does she ex- expect to win by losing 60% of the vote? I know. <laughs> I know. That's the, that's the unanswered question, isn't it? And, and that's why. That's why, Todd, Haley looks beyond the latest contest. Today's headline, yesterday's headline, tomorrow's headline, or, or the headline on Super after Super Tuesday next March, uh, March sixth of next week. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. We're we're waiting. I think we're supposed to get a decision today on whether the judge is going to toss Fannie Willis off the uh, and Nathan Wade off the uh, the. Trump persecution in Atlanta. I, I tend to think he's not going to, but I, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, didn't Senator Kennedy just vote in favor of giving Ukraine more billions? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So did Chuck uh, Grassley, who, who I respect more than I'd respect. I, I like Kennedy's one-liners, but I think Grassley's got a lot of stones. But he, why would you give more money to Ukraine unless you're in the satchel? 
I'm Howie Carr. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. 844-500-4242. So I'm wearing my T-shirt, cheaper to deport than support. Here it is. It's available at HowieCarshow.com. Click on store. It's a great T-shirt. Uh, I'm, I should have been wearing it right out of the box, but I, I neglected to. But now I'm doing the right thing. 844-500-4242. Remember whenever there's a terrorist attack? The, the first, the second, maybe third day after the terrorist attack, uh, you know, Americans haven't even been buried. And, uh, and we begin to read the stories. Muslims in, you know, wherever the massacre has taken place by the savages, Muslims in fear backlash. And they wonder why people don't read newspapers anymore. So I just went to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution website to see if uh, they had any news about whether or not there is going to be a decision today on Fannie Willis. And guess what I see for a headline? After UGA killing, Venezuelans in Georgia worry about backlash. What kind of backlash do you think there'd be in Venezuela if if an unemployed American criminal on welfare snuck into the country, went on welfare, was living uh, large on the lamb, and decided to kill a Venezuelan woman. Do you think there'd be a backlash among the Venezuelan citizenry? Howie, this it, is this is like the old Norm MacDonald joke that he, he tweeted this out in 2016. He said, what terrifies me is if ISIS were to detonate a nuclear device and kill 50 million Americans. Imagine the backlash against peaceful Muslims. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And somebody wrote, you're worried about, somebody who clearly didn't know Norm MacDonald was a comedian said, you're worried about the backlash and not the 50 million dead people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's, it's so, so predictable that that headline would appear. All right. So now it's time for Grace with the news. Yes, Howie. This is from the Daily Mail. It says Trump plans to post $100 million Uh, for his bond in New York fraud case and demands a delay in paying the exorbitant and punitive $464 million fine. So Donald Trump's lawyers have said they will post a bond of $100 million in the New York fraud case, prompting New York AG Letitia James to counter that he is trying to get away with paying just a quarter of a court judgment against him. Have you seen how she's been very active on social media Letitia James kind of trying to dunk on Donald Trump, which a lot of lawyers out there are saying is a terrible idea to go to social media and taunt the person who's being asked to right. pay this. It's it's good uh, grounds for an appeal, right? Exactly. Trump's lawyer said it's just like, it's it's kind of like uh, you know uh, Terrence Bradley, you know, t- tweeting back and saying, "Yeah, of course, absolutely, they were they were doing the dirty deed," and then then when he's confronted with it. Dang. Oh, dang. (laughs) Dang. Absolutely is one of those words, too. You know, it doesn't leave you with a lot of wiggle room. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I mean, again, though, you got to wonder about the I mean, all of these lawyers. I mean, you don't have to be a lawyer to know how to conduct yourself in the court of public opinion. You know, there's certain things you never you never say never. Right. And you never say absolutely. Well, Howie, it goes beyond that. There are certain things that you just don't do in life if you want to be smart. Like, what do you always say? Uh, don't 
don't wink when you can nod, don't no, nod. No, never, never, never write when you can speak, never speak when you can nod, never nod when you can wink. Yeah, that's not that's not like lawyer speak. That's just good advice in general. But everyone right. here was leaving a paper trail and pinging everywhere. It was like ping pong. Right. And they didn't think they were going to get caught. Um, the other part of this uh, interesting thing about the Trump case is I had Caroline Levitt on the other day, the national press secretary for Donald Trump. And I asked her, I said, you know, out of all these cases, a lot of people thought the Fannie Willis case was going to be the strongest, as hard as that is to believe now. <laughs> and I said, which case drives him the craziest? And she said, you know, he's actually relatively not at peace with the cases, but they don't drive him crazy because he knows that he's going to be fine. Um, but she did mention New York, Howie, and I've heard from a lot of people that out of all of the cases, that's the one that upsets them the most, just because not only does it seem so ludicrous that he's going to have to like sell one of his buildings to pay this exorbitant um, fine, but also because of his history in New York and his family built the skyline in New York. And, you know, he's done a lot for that state. And this is the way he's being treated is kind of sad. Right. And, and also the, the, the Stormy Daniels case, an NDA. I mean, people do NDAs, including many, many comrades and leftists and deep state types do NDAs. You know, the state, the state house, the legislature in Boston is trying to prevent turning over to the auditor all the uh, NDAs that they've they've uh, had to uh, uh, negotiate over the years with staffers who've been sexually harassed. You know, and and all of a sudden he's being held to this higher standard, and the and the NDA doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I can't remember who said this, and it was a while back, but somebody said, you know, I keep hearing that Donald Trump isn't above the law, but he isn't beneath the law either. And that's what Democrats seem to be missing. Um, Howie, another big story today, Hunter Biden testifying in a closed door interview with the House impeachment inquiry and coming to his defense, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. What a shocker. Yeah, she said, what we just witnessed over the last hour was, I think, a deep sea fishing expedition. The Republican case has completely fallen apart. Over somebody somebody wrote that for her. She didn't come up with deep sea fishing expedition. <laughs> Hunter is a material witness in the impeachment inquiry. I don't know how if you noticed that his uh, phrasing of his father's involvement or non-involvement in his business dealings changed today again. So we've gone from, I think the key to remember is at one point, Joe Biden was telling people he never spoke about business with his son. Right. And today, the opening statement from Hunter, I believe it was something along the lines of he was never involved in Hunter's businesses. So, yeah, you could say, oh, it's along the same lines. But if you really want to get. He was in the room when they he was he said he was in the room when he when he uh, texted or put on that uh, Snapchat type type uh uh, social media that that his that his father was going to take revenge avenge him if he didn't get the five million and then wasn't there another one where one of the other witnesses said that Hunter said that uh, by Joe was in the car with him when they were when they were shaking somebody down I don't remember that exact one but I'm sure there was yeah I always thought you know I, I when I was coming up they taught you when you're shaking somebody down be in the room by yourself. You want to keep it a he said, she said. But again, I'm not a Biden, you know? They, they've made a lot more money in, uh, in the rackets than I have, so they must know better than me. Well, wasn't it Jim Biden who told Tony Bobulinski that they had plausible deniability? 
It seems like they don't have that much of it. They, they could have done a better job with the plausible deniability. No, the, the plausible deniability really ultimately amounts to the fact that they're Democrats. It's like the, yes. the Fannie, Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade, they have, no, they have no plausible deniability. Their deniability is we're black and we're Democrats. Now, Howie, you had just mentioned standing headlines and how you always used to look for the standing headlines back in the newspaper days. Well, here's one for you from The Hill. It feels like we get this every three to six months. Lawmakers fail to reach deal with partial shutdown looming. The shutdown is looming, and the lawmakers are panicking about it. They have until March 1st to pass legislation to fund the Departments of Agriculture, Energy, Transportation, Housing and Urban Development, and other offices for fiscal year You could break the biggest news story in the history of the world something about you know martians landing or you know a cure for cancer and if you put a headline on it shut down looming nobody would ever read nobody would ever know it <laughs> happened who who reads shut down looming when they see that uh, the story when they see that headline i just like the headlines i like that word looming it's become one of my favorites the other word i'm seeing a lot of when it comes to fanny willis is embattled i have noticed that since you pointed it out yeah well that's that's a that's a classic Oh, and- you, you, I tend to I tend to read a story about someone who's embattled because usually it involves corruption or sex. Yeah. And those things sell, Howie. Those things sell. <laughs> they sell with me. I'm a reader. Right. <laughs> yes. And the Daily Mail likes to post stories like that. Um, Howie Biden has been plagued by uncommitted voters in the Michigan primary. This is from The New York Post. You, you spent a lot of time in the opening with Nikki Haley, which I think is a, another big part of the story. But some Democrats are panicking that Joe Biden was sent a message last night. Uh, uncommitted received 13.3 percent of the vote uh, of the vote above the 10.7 it garnered when Barack Obama ran unopposed in the 2012 primary. That might not seem like that much of a difference, but the raw vote total was more than 100,000 votes right. for uncommitted versus 20,000 ish 12 years ago. So it was it was a good chunk of people. And I saw Dearborn Michigan which is uh which is all jihadist. Uh they uh at one point it was 75% and then it eventually came down to 56%. Let's play the John King cut. This is from uh from CNN. And yeah. again, they these are cheerleaders for the deep state. Cut one. This is what Joe Biden received. Again, forgive me. 1,100 and 41 votes. Dean Phillips, 54 votes. And uncommitted, make sure I get this right, 3,703 votes. So that's a wow. If you look at it this way, this is 23%. What's wrong with him? And this is 75%. Um, and so it went down. As the, this is just the world. city of Dearborn, but that is where the biggest pocket of the Muslim American, the Arab American population. This is a place President Biden carried big time in 2020. This is key to his chances of defeating Donald Trump in Michigan. What did Nikki Haley lose to in New Hampshire? How, or not New Hampshire? Where was it? Where she lost to none of the above? Well, that was was that Nevada. Yeah, I, I think it might have been. If only we could get a team up of none of the above and uncommitted. Talk about a real power ticket. You know, you know the thing is, she should hope she should have hope, been hoping that somebody had stayed in, because remember in in Iowa, she said, "I just fin- it's now a two person race, and she just finished third. Yeah, it's it, you know when when there's only two people left in the race, and you say it's now it's a two person race, it's it's even it's even less effective than lying about it. You think she's just going to stay in until there's no money left? I mean, why not? It doesn't 
I, I, someone was telling me today that maybe you know the fact that she's coming to uh, to Massachusetts for a rally on uh, on the Saturday night before Super Tuesday, maybe she sees that she's got some kind of chance in Massachusetts because because again you know there's only nine percent of the Massachusetts electorate is Republican. 60% is unenrolled. I mean, that's a, that's a big fishing area for her. But, but you know, again, last night, it, it was the same thing, an open, a totally open primary in Michigan, and she could only get, uh, what, 25% of the vote? That's, that's pitiful. Yeah. Poor Dean Phillips. He only got 54 votes in that, in that one. Man, he, were... needs, he needs to bring the magician back with the, AI, the <laughs> Joe Biden IA. I mean, he was <laughs> as pathetic as he was in New Hampshire. He was doing better than that. And Marianne Williamson unsuspended her campaign. She got like 3%. She thought, you know what? It's time for me to get back in this. You know, and the thing about about Dean Phillips is he, I mean, he's a lot, he, he's a lot closer to being a neighbor in Michigan. He's from Minnesota than he is in New Hampshire. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, you'd, you'd think he'd get a little more of a, of a bump. Wouldn't he? Yeah, I think, no. he was, I think he was joking around about it today. He has a pretty good sense of humor. I'll give him that. He's not He's not as glass-jawed as the rest of the Democrats. Yeah, no, he's not. He's hes not. That's why he's running. You know, he's, he, he's, a, he's one of these guys that has a life. You know, that's what I'm saying. I, <laughs> I like politicians who have a life outside of politics. He's having fun. It's, you know, it's, it's all fun and games for him at this yeah. point. All right, Grace. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Grace. Winter is the perfect time to visit the Cape. You don't have to fight the crowds, and you could easily get a dinner reservation. Nosset Beach Inn just opened the rooms for this season, and at less than the $200 a night, that's the winter rate. When I visited the Nosset Beach Inn, I knew it was a truly special, one-of-a-kind place on the Cape, the only public lodging available on the Cape Cod National Seashore. Four acres and only 12 rooms in the Sunrise Cottage. Not only an ocean view from every room, but 100 yards from the ocean front on pristine Nosset Beach. Hear the surf all day long. Enjoy the 500,000 BTU fire pits lit year-round to enjoy sunsets and early evenings. Why not barbecue on one of the gas grills? There is no better view for lunch, happy hour, or dinner than from the rooms and fire pits at Nosset Beach Inn. The Nosset Beach Inn, two queen beds, family-friendly, pet-friendly, school vacations, and an ocean view like no other. A short drive to a vacation far away. NossetBeachInn.com. I'm Howie Carr. The Howie Carr Show will be right back. Emperor of Hate, Howie Carr, is back. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. And again, uh, here's my T-shirt, uh, the new T-shirt available at HowieCarshow.com. Click on store. Cheaper to deport than support. You can't see the S too well on social media. There it is. Uh, it's the dollar sign. You can order it now. Go to HowieCarshow.com and uh, click on store. Rich, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Rich. Yeah, Howie. My pick to replace that buffoon, Mitch McConnell. You're breaking breaking up. Not a good connection, Rich. Call back. Mr. Garcia, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Mr. Garcia. Listen, I heard... 
name four or five times and say you are a liberal. Let me tell you, you are my <laughs> sugar daddy of the radio, no matter what. Yeah. I, I don't know what I don't know what he, what anyone else is saying about me. I don't I don't really take it seriously. There I'm not nope. uh, I'm kinda of by I'm kinda of in my own league here. Hello? Yeah, you there? Go ahead, Hello? Mr. Garcia. Yeah. No, I hear your name five times this morning. I'm very angry. He called you a liberal. He called <laughs> you every a couple and you you still my sugar daddy in the radio. You you my Thank you, Mr. Garcia. We'll see. You know, we'll see who slate of candidates wins on Tuesday. We'll see who the we'll we'll see who the person who's taken seriously in in the state of Massachusetts is. And I'm number one Republican. Thank you. Thank you for saying that, Mr. Garcia. I, I appreciate you saying that. And I see that uh, you know uh, Phil Murphy, your governor, just uh, he sunsetted a tax, a corporate tax. Two months ago, it's it sunsetted on uh, December 31st. Guess what, Mr. Garcia? I read it today in the New York Post. He's bringing it back. He's bringing the tax back. Oh, oh God! It's gonna it's, it's gonna pay for buses. It's gonna pay for your buses. Thanks for the call. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. So I wrote the column today about uh, DoorDash Deal, who's uh, one of the uh, loser candidates uh, for the. Uh, for the Republican State Committee, we're going to have Larry Novak on in the next couple of days. Uh, DoorDash deal is uh, he's a he's he's afraid to to debate Larry Novak, it, just like he was afraid to debate Chris Doty. He's he's a sheep in sheep's clothing, but he I, <laughs> I, I he was on another show today and I on uh, on the Cape, but I, I got to play. He's he's been he he got smashed as a candidate for state senate in 2015. Then he got smashed by the fake Indian in 2018. Then he got then he got crushed, pummeled, trounced, destroyed for governor in 2022. So today he's on a show complaining about the state Republican Party. This is what he said. Cut 17. I, people think that you're just this this dynamic guy on, on the radio who knows a lot. You do. You are that guy. But you have feelings, too. And I'm sure this is not fun to watch a party that needs to find its identity. And it's been too long for you because, you you know, we've been in the wilderness without a good candidate, uh, without a candidate that's won yeah, that, uh, in Massachusetts for a long we've time. Been, I, we've been in the wilderness without a good candidate. He's been the candidate. He's admitting he's no good. We've been in the wilderness too long. And then, and then he's talking about how he's been a Trump guy, despite... You know, despite the fact that Amy Carnavale was actually a delegate, and he's and his boss is this guy who worked for Ted Cruz, and and the guy who his pays his salary was with DeSantis, and before he was with DeSantis, he was with Kasich. But this is Deal describing the 2016 campaign. Go ahead. Scott Brown won. Uh, that was a big thing that helped. Uh push the movement and then Donald Trump winning in 2016 I mean that was incredible that really started to change in Massachusetts the dynamics of the mass GOP and I can tell you when there was the delegate selections for that convention in Cleveland there was you you elected those delegates at nine nine places nine congressional districts right there were people coming to vote at those delegate conventions we'll get to the rest of that he said the cruise team was trying to steal